Now I'm really lucky to be sitting here in the office with Dr. Sarah Kilby, and she is a physician and she's a program manager in health. How appropriate to have a doctor taking care of that part. And she just corrected me on, I was saying that Af the, uh, Western and Northern Canada is as big as Africa, and she, Sarah told me I was dead wrong. Africa's huge. Africa's huge. Sarah, <laughs> so how long have you been working with VSO? Uh, seven years. Seven years. And where did you study? At Makere? or no, University of Nairobi. Nairobi. You were in Nairobi. Mm -hmm. And um, what was your specialty? Um, I have a master's in international health, so I've done a lot of public health work. Wow. Yeah. And then you went and became a doctor, a medical doctor. Or no, no a PhD. I was a medical doctor. Oh, and then and you went. And then I did a master's in international health. I've worked with MSF, I've worked with Save the Children, uh -huh. and I'm working here. Okay. And I've worked in different parts of Africa. What are you, now, I see that um, HIV AIDS was, is huge in Uganda, and I understand that there's been, a, there's been a huge difference made in HIV AIDS. And now you're recruiting volunteers all, to go all, everywhere else because so, so much good was done here. So tell me a bit about this HIV AIDS story in Uganda. Okay, um, it started in the later 80s. Yes. When the government decided that they should be open about HIV and AIDS, while everybody else was kind of closing and pretending it's not there. Yeah. And so Uganda became very open and started working towards, you know, prevention and also a lot of advocacy so that people can access treatment. Um, so a lot of work has been done and there has been a substantial reduction in the prevalence of HIV in Uganda. So because we've had a lot of people working in that area, we've now been able to recruit Ugandans to go and volunteer elsewhere wow. in Africa and Asia. And I think they've been rather successful. I hear they have. Yeah. So HIV AIDS, what else is going on in health TB? Uh, yeah, well, TB linked to HIV and AIDS. We're actually working with a private sector organization in health um, to improve the diagnosis of TB. Um, because we're using the old, you know, the age old type of just looking under a microscope and it may or may not work depending on fatigue and all sorts of things. So we're looking at improving the diagnosis so that we can actually reach more patients, especially HIV positive ones, because it's not as easy to to CTB in HIV positive people. Mm -hmm. And they're now doing a validation study and are about to actually start reach, using that study or using that technique to reach out to this local area, because this hospital that we work with is just down the road. Oh, what's the name of it? Uh, International Hospital Kampala. Okay. IHK. So we have a number of volunteers there, and one of them is, is actually a chest specialist from the UK. Okay. And he's work taking this forward, and he's starting a chest clinic so that we can actually diagnose people earlier and treat them. Wow. Because there's more and more actually drug-resistant TB coming up in the world, yes. which is rather scary, mm. and we haven't done a very good job about actually diagnosing and treating TB patients. Well, it's really interesting because my sister is a doctor too in infectious diseases and so is an aunt and they're both working on TB. Oh, okay. Yeah, so on the treatments. Are interested in coming here and seeing how Yes, how yes. So yeah. tell me, um, you've been doing this for how, many, how long with VSO? Well, the health program has just 
kind of been revitalized. Okay. Um, so I've done also a bit of disability. I've done a bit of wow. participation in governance with an interest in health because that's also an issue. Yes. Logistics and ensuring that drugs are where they, they ought to be in time, ensuring that drugs don't expire in, in storage. Oh, yes, I've heard that was nightmare. logistical problems, yes. which is still a problem. Um, but also we're looking at malaria control, which right. is kind of out of hand. We're not doing enough prevention. They've built up a lot of health um, centers and hospitals, but very little outreach to the household level. Ah. So, you know, they could distribute nets. Well, it's been recorded that they distribute mosquito nets and they use for wedding dresses or, or tablecloths or fishing and, and this kind of thing. So, yeah. we're, not, we're not doing enough control. How because, innovative! Because <laughs> we're not doing enough, you know, we're not, we don't we're know not, what we're, we're distributing things and we're not following up. Wow. So, I'm trying to work with village health teams. Wonderful. In, in one district for the moment to see if we can improve on that. So if we were going to send a Canadian volunteer to work with you, what would you love that person to know about Uganda? Well, Uganda is a beautiful country. Agreed. We have a lot of, in terms of health, we have a lot of infectious disease issues that we need to still address. And that person would have to be interested in community-based work because that would make a whole load of difference if we can really reach out to communities at household level. Right. Another area that I've been working on that's been pretty successful is we now have a speech and language therapy course in Uganda, the first of its kind in East mm. Africa. And also you could say East Central and West Africa. Oh, I know some people in that area. Okay. Yeah, so we'd be interested in having people who are interested in lecturing in speech therapy. Okay. The first group has just finished their first year. So we need you know, people interested in, in teaching. So short-term volunteers to come and just teach specific courses would be very interesting to us. All right. So that will support our disability program as well as our health program. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for all the work you do in Uganda. Thank you. I hope to talk to you again. Thank you. Okay. <laughs>